Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit fightradio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my guest is Dr. Paul L. Hanna, and we'll be talking about his journey as well as his new book, Remembering Qualities of Your Soul, Joyfully Living Your God Self. At the age of 12, while walking in the woods, Paul Hanna had his first mystical experience four words that were spoken to him from a voice beyond his own, aspire, detach, wisdom, and love. And it became his credo, always aspire to be better, detachfully observe rather than become entangled or invested in an outcome, and from, uh, outcome and from material things, seek wisdom always and live with unconditional love for oneself and for all. Dr. Paul Hanna has committed his life to helping, healing, educating, and inspiring people to wholeness and self-love. And while he's followed many paths to get there, he has always stayed on course. Despite much racism and discouragement directed toward him as an African-American man, he began his relentless pursuit toward his goals, first getting his undergraduate degree from Chicago State University, then a master's from Illinois Institute of Technology, and ultimately entering the prestigious Rush University Medical College, where he became a doctor six months ahead of his classmates. But parallel to his medical career, something else was happening which was in many ways accountable for his extraordinarily fast rise in the healthcare world. Through his many years of personal devotion to martial arts and meditation, he honed that skill to tune in into that other voice, that other dimension beyond, which he first experienced at age 12. He began to see people's energetic bodies and diagnosed their ailments on an energetic level, using not just allopathic medicine, but his intuitive wisdom, people healed even the most challenging illnesses rapidly. He began using the power of love to heal. Wanting to delve more deeply into this energetic side of healing, he went on to graduate from the UCLA Berkeley Medical acupuncture program for physicians, and then trained in Nanjing University in China. Traditional allopathic medicine was far too restrictive and limiting in Dr. Hanna's eyes, and so he made it a full transition from do no harm to heal with love, moving beyond the creed of allopathic medicine to the medicine of the quantum era to help folks heal overcome, grow, and connect with their essence. 
Dr. Hannah offers workshops, events, and Qigong energy clearing programs with individuals and companies. His new book, Remembering Qualities of Your Soul, Joyfully Living Your God Self, gives people the tools to transform their lives on all energetic levels. Here, Dr. Hannah reveals his formula for transcendence. Shine like the sun, glow like the moon, and flow like water. And we'll learn today more about how to do that. And most recently, he's launched a bi-weekly realignment masterclass where people can drop in to experience firsthand his spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical healing skills and his insightful wisdom. Dr. Paul Hanna has a passion. His passion is to heal the world, and he's starting with one person at a time. For more information, you can visit his website, which is paullhanna.com, and that's paullhanna.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Dr. Hanna to the show today. Yes, um, you did a great, great job here. And thank you for this initiative. <laughs> great. You know, I never look back. I'm always looking forward, and so it's just to hear it. I, I said thank you, and I'm very grateful and humbled to be here today. I like to be a well, you're, you're light. Right. Yeah. Like well, you're very welcome. Thank you. You're, you're very welcome. It's, it's um, you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking about your experiences and also your work um, because it's um, you know it goes far beyond what, you know, some of our uh, conventional thinking is, you know, for most folks. Yes. So I, I mentioned a little bit about your story in the beginning. So can you share with the listeners a little bit more and, you know, why is it that you expanded beyond traditional medicine? But one, because we are, we are holistic, we are whole human, and we are completed with the whole. And I'm looking at how can we, become whole, aligned with all our bodies. So allopathic medicine is fantastic for diagnosis, fantastic for acute intervention, but not so great for prevention. And not so great about teaching you how to take care of yourself. So I'm interested in how can I teach someone to be responsible for their own health. We all have that healing alignment capacity. We have to be receptive Receptive to it. We must desire that I can take care of myself. I can heal myself. I can align myself. Of course, you can get assistance from physicians like myself. To me, to me, I see myself as part of the triad. It's the patient, their divine source, me. I'm a catalyst to stimulate them to go deep into themselves to be responsible. And my motivation is based on love, motivated using the divine laws. The universal laws to me, they're unbiased. They're consistent. <laughs> they're there. They work for everybody. It doesn't matter how much money, what race you are. question is, are you willing to apply those laws to apply to your own gradients, mental, physical, spiritual health? So to answer your question, short, holistic, the whole body, not just being a cardiologist, nephrologist, immunologist, whatever, talking about the whole being. So I believe in that. That's what switched me. That was the motivation. How could I have people to tap into that, their own inner power? Down in the line. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, one one important part of that triad is, you know, the individual recognizing, you know, individual responsibility as well as individual ability to heal. Um, 
So can you, can you talk a little bit about the idea? Because, you know, I, I think many people, you know, look outside themselves, you know, for that healing, you know, and, and you know, to doctors, to, to pills, you know, to all kinds of things, but rather not, not so much internally. You're totally correct. We've been taught that for many, many years. So you get generations, your, your parents, your parents, parents, everybody talks. You must do that. You must look outside. My whole mission for people is to look inside. They have to realize they have a divine aspect of themselves. So but we really been focused on the ego part. So there's a divine part, and there's the, the ego part. Once you align yourself with the divine, you realize you, you tap into the universal laws. And those laws teach you how to be radiant, healthy, wealthy, and happy. No one can make you happy except yourself. So happiness, health, and the radiance of abundance belongs to the with your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, your actions. Once you can impregnate your subconscious mind with a, clear, with a clear idea, being radiant, healthy, and you focus on that, you start moving to the people, places, and things that can improve your health. What food do you eat? What do you think? What exercise are you doing? Those kind of things you have to look at. You're around them. You surround them. So I tell people to look at it like this. No one has your thumbprint. Out of the 8 billion, 9 billion people on this planet, you're very unique, mm-hmm. very special, and you have a unique power. Are you willing to tap that power? But the problem is we've been taught, not about the curve, we've been taught to conform. So that conformity leads you to go to doctors and whoever they might be. I'm not opposed to that. What I'm opposed to is you give all your power to that. Realize you have power. Uh-huh. You have those. You have sense. Because if you look at the centurion, they really decide what position they're going to see. They decide. They trust their own instinct. That's why they live to 100. Not just say you're going to take this field and do it like that. Trust your inside. Mm-hmm. You have that ability. But it's to step inside to realize that's two aspects. Your body is just a temple for your eternal soul. Your soul connects to all the radiance of power, health, wealth, and whatever, whatever you want. Using those laws to tap into that. Yeah, yeah. Now, when when it comes, you know, you mentioned you know diagnosis with allopathic medicine that you know can be good for diagnosis. Um, as I mentioned in the introduction, you you know have the ability to. Um, you know, tap into one's energetic field. So tell, tell us a little bit about, you know, um, you know, as a medical doctor, you know, when it comes to diagnoses, you know, what, you know, kind of like the, the process that you followed. And then when it, you know, when you then began to, you know, add in the energetic field, you know, can you tell us a little bit about kind of how that works together for you? Yes, it's uh, it's a great question. Uh, as you said, I'm motivated by love. When you really saturate saturate yourself with the love, you come from the heart chakra. You connect back to the person's heart chakra. You can feel that. And so, really, medicine, be allopathic or energetic or holistic, whatever you call it, is about connecting with the patient. You have time to look at the patient and listen to the patient. So that's one thing. Just be able to listen. You can hear things. But for me, I can look and see a lot of external uh, conditions, whether it be heart disease or 
liver disease or kidney disease or lung disease. Because I do that because really this high level acupuncture, they can look, I can look and tell you that you have a liver problem or you have a thyroid problem or you liver. Because your body, your body have, it's like a map. And you know what the map's supposed to look like by looking at the structure of the color. But I use color, not a racial color, but an energetic color. If I look at someone mm-hmm. and I see a white hue on their face, you know, whether it's black or white or brown, it doesn't matter. They still have a white hue. That means that person has some issue with their lungs, energetically speaking. When I say the word energetically, if you take the x-ray, that's not wrong with their lungs. But if you go deeper and talk to that person and say, you know what, how do you deal with scratch there, madam? How do you deal with old issues that happened three or four years ago? When you stick at someone that's saying, you know, you did this five years ago, they still harboring that. That energy, that toxic energy sits into your lungs. It sits there. And they give, it actually gives us a hue to their face. And so, let's say kidney fear. Most people seem like they're brave, but they internalize this fear. They kind of black hue to their face, in their skin. And you say, in regards to heart, it's red. Somebody's been hurt emotionally, mentally, some kind of way. They have some heart problems. You keep deep and you talk to them. You don't have to go through a lot of tests to do that, but it's good to just do a test where people believe in that, and now i got this test to confirm it. But you also can see. And you can gently ask a question, and you will get the answer, because the patient will tell you to ask what's wrong with them if you listen, take the time to listen. And I think that's, that's more with technology, but I believe in listening to the patient. You can listen with tone. You can listen with the words. You can listen with feeling. And you can see anatomy what's going on as well. That's what I mean. I can do a lot of that. And I say, let's take the test. There's nothing going to be wrong with your, with your liver or your lungs or your heart or your pancreas from an anatomic point of view. But you have restriction based on your toxic energy. I say, I say to one who has a problem with liver, you know, I say, do you find yourself easily irritable? frustrated, uh, edgy, attacking verbally, they say yes. Now, that can be for many reasons. It can be just because they don't know how to have anger. That can cause blood pressure, blood pressure issue. That can cause other problems. It can lead to substance illness because they kind of modern control that, uh, that irritability, the frustration, the anger. So it's really good, I would say, to listen to the patient, connect with the patient, then you begin to read the patient externally. And you ask gentle questions to confirm those things. And you tell them what you see, what you hear. And we're going to get a blood test. But they won't. But they will tell you, without your 100% of right, what's going on with me? Because everyone handles their toxicity, their toxic emotion differently. You know, the skin is your biggest one, the biggest organ we have. Then you have the heart. Then you have the lung. Then you have the kidney. You have the gallbladder. All those things have margins only in uh on the, on the anatomical body, externally speaking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so the with the is the energetic um, the energy is is that the source? Um, does that does an ener- uh, an imbalance of energy, an energetic imbalance? Is that what leads to a physical imbalance? Yes, or, yes. Okay. No, you said it right. Physically and emotionally. Because energy is energy. If it's not balanced, mm-hmm. see, when you, let's say, 
sudden but we have anxiety or anger or fear. What you're doing is that anxiety going in is called stagnation or restriction. Now, people have blood pressure problems. That is restricting the artery. It's restricting that blood pressure goes up. Then the same thing happens with the liver. And people say they have hypertension. My question is, everybody treats the same, mostly with a diuretic or some type of medication to break dilate your arteries, and they will diet. My question is, if they have hypertension, what's causing the hypertension? Is it the liver? Mm-hmm. Is it the kidney? You got to sit down and talk to the patient. How do you handle your life? So therefore, you could modulate in regards to what about your diet? What about your exercise? How do you release toxic energy? So yes, that is beginning. All toxic energy causes restriction, what we call stagnation. Stagnation causes inflammation. Inflammation causes disease or disease. That's what I'm saying. That's how it starts right. when your thought, when your thought process. So when it comes time for treatment, um, how do you balance the um, addressing the energetic imbalance and then the physical? I mean, is is, is it a you know kind of a two prong approach where you know you maybe start with some of the, you know, the energetic, trying to work at the root, you know, of, of the issue energetically, and, and then, you know, use, I mean, how do you integrate um, the healing process with energetic, from an energetic standpoint, and then from the, you know, the medical, physical standpoint? Well, well, the physical and energetic kind of go together. First, the most important thing, you must connect the patient. The patient must have a desire to work to change. You got to start with foundation, because okay. people have been so so accustomed to what I call the microwave mentality. They want an instant fix. No. So to get beyond the microwave mentality, you have to connect the patient. The patient must have a desire. Like the great Napoleon Hill, if there's no desire, you have nothing. I can talk about it, but I go beyond. First, you have a desire. Then, behind, before the, after disaster, it's called receptivity. Everything in this planet is a result of receptivity. From human beings, the egg and the sperm, it got to be receptivity. When you plant a garden, you must make the soil relax to receive the, the plant of the seed. Everything grows from receptivity. So I'm saying the first step, you must connect with the patient. The patient must have a desire. The patient must be receptive. That's foundation. But I, otherwise, you back up to allopathy, you give them a quick fix. And I don't like quick fixes. Right. They didn't get, yeah. they didn't get like overnight, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying you got to get away from the microwave mentality and say, what can we do to help enhance you? And so that is foundation. But in that foundation is you got to get off to the energetic toxicity that you're talking about that causes this physical manifestation. If it's a simple right. that I don't know how to modulate my fear, my anger, or my joy, we start going in. What happened is for you to have all this tension on your heart, feeling so depressed. We know depression and heart disease go together. What goes on that you're looking out for your happiness? What's going on that you're looking for people to take care of, whatever it might be? We start taking a little bit more responsible. We're moving from the third chakra up to the fourth chakra. 
me and you begin to look at and think, what am I doing to my body? We take you out of this victim, victim mode to being victorious. So everybody look, what's happened to me? Really, like, what am I doing to myself? We change the equation. What am I doing? And that takes me about the, the very important part. And I ask people, what's yeah. the most important thing in your life? And most people don't know that, sir. They don't, they don't know what that is. If I say, what is the most hard, important thing, Mr. Sharp, with your life? Most people say things like my family or my this. I say, no, it isn't. The most important thing in your life is your breath. Without breath, mm. you go to the spirit world. So once I got to teach you how to use breath to learn how to relax, what's the most, the second thing most important to control your life? Well, the most second thing that most control your life is your consistent thought. The universe or your subconscious gives you exactly proportion to what you think on a continued basis. You can't play around with your but your words are very powerful. So we're going through a big yeah. inner education unit universal laws, realizing you must have a desire. You must have a receptivity. You must realize the most important in your life is your breath. And the second thing is, what are you thinking? Most people can't think, don't know how to think, don't know what's in. So therefore, they get confused. Right. Why? Okay, you think this. So the quick way to diagnose this, sir, is look around you. What are the people facing thing around you? Is this what you does? Yes, you created that environment. And what are you doing to your body? Your body is talking to you. You're doing something wrong to create this, 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 this ease. So we go back and analyze and look at that. We start, we're still dealing with the energy. We're dealing with the body. We haven't got to know anything else, just your thoughts and your breathing. Most important thing, we learn the foundation. But once you realize your thoughts transform energy, and there's no accident right. to you. If the law of energy, whatever you send, return. You can't negotiate that. Whatever you send, return. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no negotiation. And so that's why the thing, to teach that, to answer your question, we must go to those steps first. Are you connected yeah, to the patient? Very good. The patient Do you feel like the patient, you, you care? Do they feel like you care? Is there trust? So those are the yeah. foundations for the beginning of healing the real life. So sometimes just that helps patients or someone really care about me. I mean, they really do. They just mm-hmm. rush me out and 15 minutes doing telemedicine and like uh, 15, 10 minutes, you get $300. Yeah. Insurance going to pay you. Right. They will pay you because yeah. you saw the patient. And the COVID, made, the COVID era of the last two years put a lot of telemedicine out there. And you don't see them. But I think the connection is important. I think the receptivity yeah. is critical. Understand the breath, understand your thought process. And realize that understand energy is unbiased. It's only do what you tell it to do. <laughs> that's it. So when we get down to understand that quite well, then that's a big that's a big major part of the problem right there. Okay, let's say you're obese. Let's say you have hypertension, let's say you whatever it might be. What are you doing daily to make sure that you're doing something to realign your body? Are you too attached to your mm-hmm. emotions? Are you too attached to your thoughts? Are you over, are you overworking out that you're burning out your, your mitochondria? So, so many things you find out about the person. Listen to them. Listen with your ears. Listen with your heart. And feel connected from love with them. That's a big issue here yeah. these days. Yes. So, we're going down that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I was gonna say I would say that you know that is that is really important, and like you said, and you know in the 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 time of COVID with with telemedicine and all that, that personal <laughs> connection really has been lost, and you know, and it's it's vital to to have that connection, and and like you say, the the person, the the patient, you know, it's important for the patient to feel. You know, feel that connection to 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 recognize to really kind of buy into, you know, the yes. idea of you know I'm I'm here for help and, and healing and I'm ready to participate. And, and that's well said because just remember, I say I'm a part of the triad. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. patients, a lot of physicians want to be the triad, the beat duck. And I, you know, <laughs> I've been director a lot of places, and I'm saying, wait a minute. These are human beings who have a heart, who have a mind. Respect what they are. When they taught me in medical school, listen to the patient. They would tell you what's going on. Listen. Mm-hmm. This is a real problem. I mean, you, you can, can formulate your diagnosis, your differential diagnosis, come up with a treatment plan. That's fantastic. But most important, have a connection based in love. Listen to the patient. Let's move forward with some clear foundation. I'm a part of your team. It's you. You're a big part. You don't have to listen to the divine. You don't have to listen to me, but you have to listen to yourself. What do you want to do about that? Based upon your goals. If you don't have no clear goals, I can't help you. You don't have a clear vision. Yeah. You need to have a vision, some clear, and some goals to help you move towards the vision. So well, I break it down in, in that simple way, step by step. And so whatever the condition might be, let's say it's about, I don't know, heart disease. How is it that you, mm-hmm. you like love, appreciate, you like love, appreciate yourself? Or do you, internalize it, you feel nobody likes you, no one cares, and life's been against you. Those right now, you, that's a perception, but in reality, you co-created that. I mean, see, there are no victim except you, co- you co-created. Every relationship has two sides. So I teach them, yeah. even with that, we can, we can get some strength from that. Because every situation has two sides. Let's pull the strength out and move forward. And that's why we're going to get to when I'm talking about water, I mean, shine, glow, flow. It's my paradigm to mm-hmm. teaching people. Like when you imagine, when you can shine like the sun, the sun neutralizes and transforms all the ism, sexism, racism, uh, politicism. It doesn't matter. The sun still goes shine on you. It's consistent and it's receptive to the shining. The only time you don't get no sunshine because you had in the house. That's your business. It's okay. But the sun still shines. When you, Mr. Shop, realize you've been plural, saying, you know what, I have sunshine love for myself in this, out here in this planet. I'm vibrating that frequency. Because everything is vibration and frequency. Where are you vibrating? Are you selective? Are you judgmental? Are you isolated? Whatever it might be, ask yourself those questions. A lot of people have problems being honest with asking themselves real questions. But my question is, when you get to the point where you have sunshine love for yourself, you can vibrate and transmit throughout this galaxy, this planet. I think we all came here, but I want you to give. As I said earlier, everyone has their own thumbprint. No one in this galaxy just friends like you. Please realize how special you are, how powerful you are, how strong you are. Never give it up. You are a unique individual. So I teach people to individualize. When you individualize, you can harmonize other people. And the glow like the moon is when you align your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual body. To one alignment. 
You're not giving too much attention to your spiritual or your intellectual or your emotions. No, no. They're all important in this, while we live in this physical body. Then you got to align them and balance all of them out. It's called balance. When you are balanced, with the sunshine love, you can glow in You're glowing with the shop. You're glowing. And finally with the water. What I like about water is because water is, we are starting to take water. We definitely need to survive to live. But water is always, always, always moving forward. Water doesn't back up, but in nature, water is moving forward. Natural water. It's always slowing down. It's always slowing down with humility and strength and power. It's always to use that for, for purification, unification, harmonization. It's always flowing to a larger body of water from a pine to a, to a creek, to a river, to oceans. But it's keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So when we begin to shine and glow and flow, we in that dynamic with the universe all about. It's about expansion. Are we expanding? Are we contracting? This, this rhythm, this, this universe, what I'm talking about, it's always about individualizing and expanding to other, unifying that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that paradigm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'm just saying the paradigm is inclusive there. And when I can really inspire, connect with them, they realize how powerful they are. They have that inside. And I'm a catalyst to help them to wake that up. That you transcend like being dependent, being dependent on a physician or anybody. No one, as I said earlier, are responsible for your health and your happiness. It's called, when you're responsible for your own health, your own happiness, this is my third age, you have harmony within you. When you have health, happiness, harmony, you vibrate that frequency to people around you. So you're, you're in a harmonious state. But if you don't have health, mm-hmm. <laughs> and happiness, yeah. you got You've been frustrated. <laughs> so I call it the H three affection. I say, I said, if you got healthy, you know, I got I know millionaires kill themselves because the money is an issue because it makes you happy. It can help you live a more enjoyable life. Enjoyable, oh, right. the same mystery. It's, it's happy. Okay, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very much. Very much. Well, Dr. Hannah, gosh, we are already halfway through the show. <laughs> it's just kind of going, going very quickly. So I want to take just a, a quick 90-second break, um, and then when we come back, I'm going to kind of dive into a, a little bit into the idea of the soul. Because, I mean, the, the name of the book is Remembering Qualities of Your Soul. So I kind of want to get your take on what the soul is and, and about the ability to connect to it, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Okay. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5 by 7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. 
and you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Dr. Paul L. Hanna. We're talking about his new book, Remembering the Qualities, Remembering Qualities of Your Soul, Joyfully Living Your God Self. And again, you can find out more by visiting his website, which is paullhanna.com. That's Paul L and then H-A-N-N-A-H dot com. Okay, with that, we're back, Dr. Hanna. Yes, thank you for coming back on the show. Um, Good, thank you. Yes. So let's talk about the soul. I mean, you know, um, you know, what what is your view, you know, of the soul, and you know, does um, how well, does the the medical profession, you know, have a view? Is, is there a general view of that? I don't know if there's a general view on the allopathic that I've talked to the physician. Uh, I think that's something, uh, but that's definitely taught in school when I'm there. I don't hear it about it in my arena right now. But for me, the soul is that, is that energy that is eternal, the connection back with the divine. It comes in this, I think we come here, we reincarnate on earthly lessons to keep refining, 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 till we get to the point where we don't need this body. And so we're here. The earth is a planet. I call it the earth rule. And it's an opportunity to transcend the, should I say, the, the physical aspect of what we're going through. So what I mean by that is, if you listen to the Buddhism, the traditional Taoism, this deep metaphysical meditation, they're always transcending beyond this physical body. There's an energy that transcends and transforms. You know, I do a little about the study on medium shifts, right? And to talk about how loved ones go into the spiritual world. And they are around us all the time. I didn't necessarily believe that. So I, I had a couple of readers myself, uh, John Holland and Janet Nahobe. They are very famous dancers with the spirit world. But what I had that experience myself, and she brought in details, details of my mother and loved mm-hmm. ones. And what John Holland brought in details, details of people in my life. And I hadn't thought about it. He gave me detailed detail. So this is called evidential mediumship. And I found that mm-hmm. not to have a medium. I mean, real evidence. Not no. Then so I started practicing myself a little bit. Then I started saying, I said, this was a real. Then so I was in my class one day. The lady said, Dr. to read me. I said, me read you? I, I never did it before. And so I closed my eyes. I get quiet, you know. I said, I feel a lady. She's here with us. She's standing here. She, she got an apron on. She got kind of red hair. She's got laughing. Uh, uh, why are you laughing? That's my sister. She's a baker. She's giving you signs that she's right here with us. And I did about three or four of a lot of different things, but I kind of like, this real. There's something out of this physical body that exists beyond this earthly three-dimensional time. Mm-hmm. And so there's something to that. And so 
I look at that, that eternal part. I look at the earth as being one of the lower dimensions that we can come through and transform to a higher. Because we're so selfish down here. I think we are isolated. But really, we are part of the one big sun. We just wanted to raise the previous rays from the sun. The question is, are you shining? Are you glowing? Are you flowing? So as you keep moving up the ladder, you keep moving up. So one time, you don't have to come back here on this earthly plane. It's like graduate from pre-K to K to first to 12th grade, then you graduate. You don't have to go back anymore. So to, to me, the answer, answer is short. It is the eternal aspect in this, that in this physical body that is just alive, that's real. It does not go to physical death. Yeah. Yeah, once you, I, I, I agree with you, once you get, uh, first of all, you have to have an open mind, you know, and, and you're probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, and, and, you know, and once you, for me, um, and it happened probably, gosh, now almost 30 years ago, um, I, I had, you know, information come in from a, a very intuitive person that was so specific, you know, and like, you know, like you said, you know, that it was, you know, when, when that happens, you know, and, and at the time I was um, studying psychology, you know, and, and I was, you know, statistics was part of my my coursework <laughs> at that time, and and I, and I thought, you know, what are the odds, you know, of someone whom I didn't know, who didn't know anything about me, being able to come through with some specific information, you know, that was, I mean, at that point I thought it was, you know statistically significant that there was something, you know, somewhere, somehow, that this information was located, you know, and then that's kind of what led me on to, you know, you know, exploring more, you know, in the metaphysical realm, but, you know, it seems that for many people, um, it, it gets down to that personal experience. You know, of, you know, one, I mean, I've had many a doctor, you know, who have, you know, questioned, you know, the beyond or, or, or what, you know, what goes, you know, what, what exists, you know, beyond, beyond that. And, and it isn't until they have a, a significant ex personal experience that then kind of creates the opening for questioning and maybe learning. You said the key word, opening, meaning receptivity. You're totally correct. You need something that makes you more receptive. Then you go, because when I became more receptive and people started reading me, I know I have an, uh, my, my biological father, very little contact, but he came through, very detailed, with his mother, which is my grandmother, which is very detailed. And this lady described to them, say, wow. And they give you messages. I mean, like real messages. Mm -hmm. They tell you what happened and how they see it now. And, you know, I was talking to that suddenly last year, off and on, but I did some last year, like the year before then. Then when COVID started, I kind of backed off of it. And um, I like to yeah. be able to block people because I can see the sense that some people practice over, over Zoom. I didn't like Zoom too much. But I did get some benefit from it. But I know that's something that I had enough experience. And people read me from different sides of the country doing that. They got specific things that you can't get unless someone giving it to them on the other side. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's real. Yeah. That's yeah. what I call it evidential mediumship. Evidence. Not to say mediumship. Make sure it's evidential. That's to keep people right. That can really tap yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had folks on my show who 
Well, somebody with a J or somebody with an M. <laughs> you know, so no, I don't want to no, hear that. that. I want, you know. Yeah, I want, you know, no, I want that for the <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Evidentiary leadership is important. It's very critical yeah. with evidential leadership. You know, you want to get detailed. This is what those guys hollering at. Those guys, I know I've been with him several times. Yeah, that's what happened with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so yeah. now when we're talking about the soul, you know, you mentioned about how we're all unique individuals. I mean, you know, out of the billions of people, no one is exactly like us at all. So when you're talking about, you know, remembering qualities of a soul, so what exactly what do you mean by qualities of a soul? I mean, love, kindness, okay. compassion, beauty, those qualities. Because if you really have compassion, you can see beauty from everything. You have to be able to look beyond just the physical form where people say it's beautiful. So everything got its own beauty, got its own two sides. But I'm saying cultivating compassion is a big thing. Love is a big thing. Kindness is a big thing. Grace is a big thing. Gratitude is a big thing. So do you have those qualities? I mean, are you grateful? And how are you grateful? Because the more gratitude is going to determine your attitudes and everything, your attitude. It's just, what, what are you grateful for? I have patients come in. They really complain a lot. I said, I listen quietly, and especially if you're working like a, a, a nursing home or something like this, and they complain about having to take care of them, someone that's younger than them. Then I ask them, can you tell me, how did you get to my office? How did you know how, what direction is my office? Where did you drive? Did you walk? They say, yes. Yeah. So are you grateful that you have eyes, that you have a neurological system that you can drive, that you can walk without someone assisting you? Then all of a sudden the complaints Sit down. Because be thankful that you can do that. Now the question is, are you grateful that you have a job to help them? Mm-hmm. You don't have to work there if you feel that uncomfortable. Yeah. So complaining is not grateful. Complaining brings in toxic energy. Complaining in one sense meaning that you have a dead show back. If you don't like that, then do something about it. It's mm-hmm. not a wise way. What are you going to do about it? When are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? That's the real conversation, really complain about something else. It's not a day, it's you. So I'm teaching people to go back and say, how did you create this, and what is the benefit of you right now, or whatever you're doing? What's the benefit? And what's this, what, is, what plans do you have? What goals do you have to move out of the situation, but yet being grateful that you're here right now? You tell me that. What's your plan? How are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Yeah. I take away why. Because why is a lot of long conversation for a lot of people? But you say, well, when, what, and how? The conversation is kind of short. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, when you were talking about, you know, above gratitude and kindness, I mean, right now um, in this world, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of lacking in that. As a matter of fact, one of the, one of the lines in your book that, that really kind of just caught me real quick is, is that, that it was, uh, there's an energetic shift on the planet causing tremendous destabilization and imbalances yes. mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So, I mean, I would like to talk, I mean, if you wouldn't mind, talk a little bit about it because, you know, in a world where, you know, we're, we're faced 
you know, constantly with that destabilizing energy, sometimes, you know, grabbing on to and, and you know, exhibiting the love, kindness, and gratitude um, becomes more challenging. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about your view of, you know, our, our current, you know, global challenges and how one can personally um, work to minimize that effect on our energy? Well, uh, that's a great question. I'm more than happy to talk about that. It is one of me. I'm glad you reread the sentence to me. I remember it's coming through to me, and I put that down like that. And we are on the Earth plane, and for too long, the countries in this planet Earth have been seen like it's separate. And one of the positive things about uh, COVID, it made everybody polarize and look together. We in this thing. We all got this all over the world. Well, we, not what I, we're we going to collective as human beings in all these countries. So when you go into a, a growth period, sometimes you got to go to some destabilization, you go to a higher frequency, you can't stay the same thing. So you got to break it down to how we go rebuild. It's kind of like you haven't had some water in like six or seven days. You get some muddy water someplace. First, you get to boil it, boil it to bring all the impurities to the top. That impurity can cause destabilization. Again, it causes impurity. We keep boiling it out. All the disease come out, come out. If you lose the separatism, racism, hatred, all that, it's got to come up. you got to come up so we can transform. The question is, are you using your unique gift, your unique thought pattern? We are moving toward a oneness. That's my goal. We're moving toward universal oneness. And so there will be a disruption, a destabilization. It will be challenged all over the world for a while. And I'm saying that's mm-hmm. how this time I'll come back into unionization and harmonization. It can't stay the same. Mother Earth will keep doing things. We got to have these. I'm saying these chaos is happening. Disease is happening. Let's look at one. How do we help each other globally to move to that one? Doesn't matter how much these what I call these um, the control people who's in leadership who still have this sense of power and control and domination. It still would erupt to destabilizing countries and worlds. I mean, different countries mm-hmm. they destabilize. What can we do to have to come down to that oneness? That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. You grow someplace, even in, in life, general, general life, you go from the college, no, 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 from high school to college, it's a different level. You don't get, you get to readjust mm-hmm. to go higher. You got to destabilize to go higher, to come more common time. Mm-hmm. Even though the ocean, there's a big storm going, but deep down it's calm. Let's keep blowing this stuff up, but we become calmer. It's a process of duality of good and bad, yin and yang, to come to that, that balance. We need to have balance. We don't have balance in this country, in this world right now. So I'm I right. saying these destabilization will come up. But each individual mm-hmm. can remain stable. That's why I like that company, that organization in Germany. I, I heard of that. I deal with them a little bit. The, every day at a certain time, they send love fix all over the galaxy. Doesn't matter where you are, you join with them at nine o'clock their time and send the level of the planet. So they got people like that. They don't prove that transcendental the meditation there. You send love to the most violent neighborhood. They did it in Washington DC. The violence goes down. But you gotta be collective. When everybody becomes like the sunshine, globally, <laughs> I mean planetarily, then yeah. we get that. Until then we 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 we're cutting down trees, we're doing this, we need for everything to destabilize it. It's just, yeah. 
that's what I meant when I'm saying, but you got to have some chaos to come back down to the comments. You got to go to the special steps to bring it back to a universal one. If you think you're isolated, yeah. you're delusional. You're not isolated. You cannot isolate from this what's going on. You know, like now we had yeah. this big hurricane with the down south someplace. We can't leave them. We got to come together collectively to help people. It's been in Florida right. recently. What are we going to do? We, not me, I, everybody, you have to look at it. It's not just, hmm. oh, that's in Florida. It's not in, it's not in Chicago. It's not in New York. Yes, it's all over. We got to get to look like that. How can we help? But maintain yeah. your focus yeah. on the divine principles. That's how yeah, that, that's, you know, I yeah, that's, person. you know, I'm saying that that's you know you know the idea that that you can affect you know um, how how you, by being you know love kindness and gratitude that you can affect other areas you know that you don't have to physically you know it doesn't have to be in your neighborhood you know in order Correct. for one to Correct. to affect. Uh-huh. That is totally yeah, true, no, but the love frequency, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, we're down to 10 minutes, but I, I want to just quickly um, for you to talk a, a little bit about your book. Um, the book is broken down into three phases. Um, wake up, no, first is phase one is wake up, phase two is get up, and phase three is keep So can you, I mean, for, for the listeners, kind of give it an idea of, you know why the why, why you broke it down you know into these phases and kind of what what does each phase address because i think we're asleep mm-hmm. i think we're asleep and we intoxicated with the conformity what everybody else is doing people follow along the question is you got to wake up you got to wake up and realize that you're an individual you got to wake up and you have a mind you have a soul the wake up that you have the thoughts you can you are creating vibrations and frequency. Wake up to that. When you really get in tune to that power of you to wake it up, because you've been you've been asleep. Now when you first wake up, you got to get up. Get enough and have the courage to stand up and begin to breathe and think what you see that enhances you, your health, your happiness, and your harmony. When you do that, it begins the vibration goes out. So getting up is sometimes a problem because we're stuck. We've been doing some things so long. We can wake up and go back to sleep. I'm saying wake up and get mm-hmm. up. Get up and keep moving. <laughs> get it up and keep realizing that, you know what, begin to practice. I'm controlling my thoughts. What am I thinking? Because my thoughts create my reality. That takes a process. It's called having a I'm in an ever-present state of consciousness of what am I thinking. What am I reacting to? Are you aware of what you are thinking? It's important to think. Those are very important steps because most people don't know what they're thinking. They're aware of how they're thinking and what makes them react, what makes them respond. Become in tune to that. When you keep in tune to that is you need something to get up. Now you got to keep up. What is the keep up? you got to develop holistic, energetic principles based on truth and love that can keep you, keep you up. And that way you begin to also attract other people to be more supportive as well because vibration and frequency, you attract similar people. So those things, wake up, get up. Now, keeping up, I would say, is sometimes very challenging because you want to resort back to things that are very comfortable sometimes. 
you got to get going cheap enough so these frequencies become very comfortable. It's, it becomes uncomfortable by living just in the sensational world. But understand the sensation. Learn from them, not attach to them. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. control it. Now, Keep it up. you know, the, it, it, right now there's, you know, the the idea of woke, <laughs> you know, uh, of corporations or individuals being woke. Now there was a, you know, the whole idea of that was, you know, originally for people to be aware of um, institutionalized prejudice in, in, in how our systems kind of were built, you know, to support, you know, injustice. But it, it seems to me, and when, when, I, when I look at what a lot of the opposition, you know, what, what the, quote, woke is, I mean, you know, I, I, I look back and, you know, when you think, like, wake up, you know, and, and the idea of being awake, you know, is and not sleeping is the, to me, it's, um, it seems that we're putting on display um, the uh, the idea of being informed and compassionate um, versus, you know, being held down and um, ignorant, you know, of knowledge. Um, so, I mean, is that, do you feel that maybe the, you know, the idea of why it's so prevalent right now, why, why it's, you know, kind of in the zeitgeist of, of, of thinking that um, it's a it's a way for people to to begin questioning for themselves, where, you know, where they may not have before. It is correct, totally correct, and they have to. You know, I, you know, I also look at the point. People came back on this planet at this time. It's time to wake up. People to dispose of something mm-hmm. like now. Like, People are being born right now, coming in with a different frequency. You're coming up with a way to some yeah. things already. They're going to affect the status quo because it's not going to go along with them. I get consultation now yeah. about how to deal with your rainbow kid. I said he came here with a different level of knowledge. They're not respecting status quo just because of status quo. Status quo must respect their inner core as well. So they rebel against this old regime. It, it won't be the same. It can't be the same because Mother Earth, the energy of it, the consciousness is raised as higher. Therefore, they were called frequency. They were called them, they were called them disturbance. That disturbance coming back to a universal harmonization based on the oneness. So, mm-hmm. kids born, look at, look at their mentality right now. Look at what's going on. Yeah. I'm pleased with it. I'm pleased because they're coming in <laughs> with individualized thoughts. That's what I see. But as long as you're responsible mm-hmm. for it, and as long as you realize what you do, you do to yourself, I say go for it. It's not a self-respect. It's an inclusiveness. It must be involved with your individualized things, you know. Yeah, it's encouraging. I agree. I agree when you look at the, you know, and, and some of them, it's like they are far wise, wiser beyond their years than some people who have been around for 90 years, you know. Yes. Um, but but that's, that's a good thing. Well, guys, we're down to the last few minutes here, uh, Dr. Hanna. So um, before we leave, can you tell us what you hope? The, the readers will take away from reading Remembering the Qualities of Your Soul. I hope that my intention, my visualization is that they they realize how special they are. They have a unique gift. I hope they have the courage to display their gift. All gift is about unifying the collective. And I hope that they look down and see, find their own happiness, their own health, their own harmony. 
because when you have the H3, healthy, happy, and harmonious, you, you already happen to plant it. You happen to plants, you happen to animals, you happen to everybody. So that is one of my intentions that I send out to everybody who is listening, that I touch your heart, that you spot love in your heart. And I ask you, what color is your love? Make that love go to all the trillion cells in your body. You're vibrating that love at wherever you go. Wherever you go, wherever you go, people are going to feel when you walk in. Because you're smiling from your heart. You're smiling your love, your color. You're shining like the sun, you glowing like the moon, and flowing like water, you know. That's what it is. And it doesn't matter what you know, really, by sinusholistichealing.com, that's my website also. If you do it that way, if you want it, I can, my staff will send it out to you, Hannah's Holistic Healing dot com. Go to Ed behind Hannah's, okay? And that's what okay. it is. And I want to preach to everybody for allowing me to share. And I fear you, I fear you, and I'm sending love back to you. Thank you, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Hannah. I really appreciate your, your time and, and your thank insight. You. This has really been a wonderful conversation. Thank you very much, okay? You're, you're very welcome. Thank you as well. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Dr. Paul L. Hanna. We've been talking about his book, Remembering Qualities of Your Soul, Joyfully Living Your God Self. And again, you can find out more by visiting his website, which is paullhanna.com. Also, you can visit hannasholistichealing.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.